Hello, Cameron. Hi. I'm wearing a Cascoon shirt. You sure are. Um, as everyone knows, I'm dressed up as everyone's favorite Pokemon, Cascoon. Mm-hmm. Just a real, like, <laughs> god-tier Pokemon. Yeah. That one. Why are you dressed as Cascoon? Because my girlfriend's four-year-old was like, I want to be Beedrill. So we found a bee costume, and we're like, we can just make little drills, paint the eyes red, boom, Beedrill. Mm-hmm. Perfect. It's adorable. And then he goes, Mommy, I want you to be a bug Pokemon too. And she goes, she goes, okay, I'll be Butterfree. So she bought red sunglasses, some antennae, um, a little like butterfly wing thing, and then put on clothes that matched Butterfree's colors. Boom. That's a good team combo. Yeah. Like costume. It, it's perfect. And then the and he like I want chance to be a bug Pokemon too. And I was like okay. I like thought about some of my favorites and I said them kind of verbally processing. I'm like well I don't know how I would do like a Heracross or a Scizor or even a Scyther. Those would all be really hard. And he goes you should be Cascoon. And I went <laughs> I went I don't know how to be Cascoon. Like maybe I could be something else. And he's like no I want you to be Cascoon. And then he would be like. Later on, he'd be like, how's your Cascoon costume coming? So, mm. Nikki and I just had to That's lovely. buckle down and decide. I'm just going to look and see, because I love bug types. Surprisingly fun, versatile. Oh, I love bug type Lots Pokemon. Fun. Pinsir would be fun. But how do you do that? I don't know. Put some horns on your head. These are the pure bug types. Pineco. Mm-hmm. Pineco's a good Wormple, one. Wormple. Silken, Cascoon. Those are yours. Um... Don't really care for Volbeat and Illumise. They're um, fine. They're they're fine. Sure. Not a whole lot of just pure bug type, which is what's fun. Yeah, it's like there's a, a lot of lot of versatility. Gigantamax Butterfree. That's technically what my girlfriend was because she had silver wings instead of black wings. Mm, that makes sense. I say that like I saw. I did see a picture actually. Yes, yeah, Scyther would be cool. I feel like there'd be a lot of cardboard involved. Yeah, Scyther and Scissor and Heracross were the, my, my initial mm-hmm. thoughts. Because well, Heracross is just awesome. Yeah. Love that guy. Heracross is one of my favorite Pokemon. Um, Period. I'm trying to decide if I was going to dress up as a bug Pokemon, which one I would be. Probably Scolipede, because in this world where I can just do whatever, it'd be that. Or maybe a Crustle, and I wear a box and paint it like a rock. Ooh, and then I just get some crab claws that kind of stick out the side mm-hmm. that are my hands. I'm very good one. Um, Excavalier. Excavalier. Mm-hmm. Galvantula. Another favorite of mine. Yeah, it's a great one. Love Durant. Mm-hmm. But not the town in Oklahoma. Sorry. Ooh, I should have been Buzzswole. I can do that costume. <laughs> you already got the body for it. How are you? Skaroopy. I have always enjoyed Sin to Scorch. I say always. The game came out like two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody loves Snom. Yeah, Snom's a, a, a fan favorite. But I was. But you were, uh, you know, I beloved. Was, I was Pokemon Cascoon. Cascoon. A cocoon Pokemon. <laughs> Everyone's favorites. It's, it's just true. like every time the time comes to evolve, you're like, hit the B button. I'm staying. <laughs> I'm just keeping my Cascoon. No dust ox for me. I ain't done yet. <laughs> Still cooking. So, um, but yes, the four-year-old was a adorable little bee drill. Sounds adorable. Uh, my girlfriend was a very good-looking Butterfree. And slow down, Chance. Just slow I, down. Calm I was down. a dumpy-looking <laughs> cask. <laughs> Happy Halloween, everyone. Happy Halloween. Two weeks later. <laughs> Happy Halloween. Um, you have yet to sing me Happy Birthday, and... Well, it's, tomorrow is your birthday. That's true. And you didn't sing it to me. I sang to you. On the... On the radio? 
I think so. Sure, why not? Happy <laughs> birthday to you. He's actually doing it. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Chance. Happy That's me. birthday to you. You were playing with the levels there, I saw. Mm-hmm. That was fun. Well, thank you. Yes, uh, tomorrow, Halloween day. Uh, is my birthday. Again, we'll be like nearly two weeks before this ever hits anyone's ears. It's true. But know that we are doing this on the night of the 30th. Just realized, did not wish my father a happy birthday. Mm. He's not going to be super surprised, but probably should have done it. Oops. <laughs> um, but yeah, his birthday is today and mine is tomorrow. What a great birthday present. <laughs> a child. <laughs> yes. It sounds like a sitcom plot. Um, should have wished my dad a happy birthday. Don't know why I forgot. I mean, I do often. You were in your cocoon. It's true. I'm in my cocoon. I will not blossom into a dust ox until tomorrow. Can't wait to see it. Um, but yeah, uh, I know that you, you out there in Listenerville are like, wasn't it just Cameron's birthday? Yes. Yes, it was. We're very close. Mm-hmm. In our birthdays. And one of our best friends' birthday is right in between them both of ours. Yeah, and my wife's. It's true. Man, birthdays. What a time to be alive. My girlfriend's father's birthday is uh, on November 2nd. So we went to a movie yesterday. Oh, what'd you see? We did... Dune? Yes, we did Dune. Oh, really? I was just saying that as a joke. Why? I, I wanted to see That's Dune. Very, I didn't know if he was a real, you know, sandhead. He does. He likes Dune. He it's likes to let the spice books. flow. He does. He's he's one of those Fremen friends. Fremen he's, friends. Ma, he's the Mod Dib. Real Mod Dib head. Mod Dib head. The, the Kizak Sadrak friend. <laughs> Start throwing out Dune references. We did. We saw that Flicks Brew House. Oh. Every time I drive up to school, I pass that place, and the L and the I and Flicks are just a little too close together, so it looks like a U. So it looks like it says something else, kind of Brew House. Oh. We're a family podcast, and I'm not going to say it, but you can use your imagination. <laughs> Yes. Um, if you are in the Oklahoma City area, or I'm sure there are Flicks Brewhouse other places, uh, it's it's a pretty fun experience. Um, you just kind of order stuff from your seat. The tickets were really cheap. The food, not so cheap, but not bad. I had a buffalo chicken and bacon mac and cheese. Sounds good. It was very good. It, there was... I'd eat it. It was very meaty, which I would never expect when I get like a meat mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. So you're going to think they're just going to skimp on that and yeah. load you with the nudes. But every bite had a, a great cheese flavor and some go- and some good meat. Good meat. Good sandy movie. People pooping in their spacesuits. Well, they didn't talk about that part, but yes, they did talk about it re- recycling all your body's moisture. And my girlfriend goes, "Ew." <laughs> That's fair reaction. <laughs> Brought to you by Westchester Bakery. It's where we get the cakes. That's where we get them. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us. This is Boy Meets World Fever, and I'm one of your hosts, Chance. <laughs> I'm your other host, Cameron, and I told Chance to say it exactly like that, and I'm still laughing. <laughs> it's true. You did. 
He did. Um, we're, we're finally bringing you the episode we should have brought you last week. Uh-huh. The lost episode. <laughs> but not due to technical issues, due to a scheduling conflict. Well, due to my failure to communicate, be the middle man communicating between two people. <laughs> yeah. And also due to, I, I don't know if I'd call it a failure, but I was just having a rough day of it a couple yeah. weeks ago when we were supposed to record this the first time. That's true. So uh, I'm not going to take the blame. I will take any praise, but I will not take any blame. <laughs> I uh, put on on uh, Twitter that uh, we took a mental health day the week we would have recorded that episode. I'd say that's fair. Um, and everyone was very nice and encouraging. I'm like, yeah, do that. Thanks, guys. So we got like and th- girls. three-ish messages, I think, of two people just being like, yeah, you guys do that. You take your mental health seriously. So it was... That was that was great. Thanks you can't for see me, but I'm nodding vigorously. Like, mm. yeah, what's up? Um, encourage your friends and family to take mental health days. Mm-hmm. The world is certainly not getting any easier. No, mm. or maybe it is. Maybe you're out there and you just want a million dollars. In that case, sponsor us. Yeah, we'll be brought to you by you. <laughs> yeah, because somebody real decided to sponsor us. Um, if you're wondering if we can be bought, yes. The answer is of course. The answer is yes. I mean. By the right party. It's true. By the right party. Um, and we still want to keep doing what we're doing. We don't want it to. Yeah. We're not going to go, uh, oh, that's cool. With our yeah. <laughs> we're going to fever. We know exactly where we are. It's we're not going to continue on that slippery slope toward just Evil. utter ridiculousness. It's true. But just yes, regular last, ridiculousness. Last week we brought to your ears uh, cult fiction. Mm-hmm. Um, we, that was by a mistake. <laughs> um, brought to you by Chances Screw Up. Yep, by a chance to screw up. Um, but this week we're doing Security Guy, um, the lost episode, you could say. And yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. Um, I've got more to say about this episode than I thought I was going to. Um, I think next week, I don't know if Cameron and I have talked about this. This may be the first time he's hearing about it. I'm not sure. I'm thinking so. Okay. Next week, I Are think we we're becoming going... a Dune podcast. No, I think it's going to be our in memoriam of Tur- Jonathan Turner episode. Oh, okay. Where we are just going to uh, talk about Jonathan Turner, give our give our thoughts mm-hmm. on his uh, life, um, death, and maybe eventual resurrection. Who can say? Um, but he's just he's such a big character. He's introduced to season two as almost a secondary main character. Um, mm-hmm. Sort of a. Metal Gear Solid to yeah. Raiden. Raiden situation, exactly. <laughs> Basically, they, Hideo Kojima probably watched Boy Meets World and was like, this is what I must do. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's true. And then in season three, it was just like, well, crap. Well, that didn't work. <laughs> um, yes, a, a Roxas in Kingdom Hearts 2 situation, uh-huh. if you will. Yeah, he's um, actually the same person as Corey. Do we know, sort of, that Turner isn't Corey f- come back from the future? We don't. However, I don't know if that's exactly what happens in Kingdom Hearts <laughs> with Roxas. Well, I, it's I'm not. still a little unclear. <laughs> it's not what exactly what happens fr- with Roxas, but I'm just saying they have the they have the curly hair in common. What if Sean dies because of his terrible life? So Corey adopts the biker motif in favor in, in memory honor of, of him of Sean. And then realizes, oh, need to go back in time, become Sean's teacher, and give him a better life so he doesn't die. Okay, okay. How about we put a pin in this and save it for our discussion next week? <laughs> our in memoriam of Turner. This is just a little <laughs> teaser of the heat we're going to be bringing. It's true. Um, I just now came up with the 
Turner's Corey theory, but it will make a reappearance. It's a good theory. <laughs> it's a good theory. Um, so yes, uh, next week will be our In Memoriam of Turner episode. Then the season finale, which I don't think is much of a season finale, mm-hmm. if memory serves. It's not. Um, and will it make us miss Brother... Brother, Brother? Brother, Brother? It just might. Will it make us miss the one where Mr. Feeney got appendicitis? <laughs> no. Probably not. <laughs> or what was the season two? Well, that one was good. It was uh, Sean... Oh, yeah, that was home. And yeah, Sean yeah, Mavino Turner. That was a good one. There were... <laughs> One for three so far. <laughs> About to be one for four. <laughs> yes. It could surprise. This episode surprised me. Season five finale is good. Yes. Yeah. If I remember right. Mm-hmm. But Graduation. Well, because there are several things in season three that I think might be the finale that aren't. <laughs> so I'm just that's, like. That's how this one could honestly go. It's true. Anyway, why don't you give us that synop? Because I'm actually excited to talk about okay, this Okay, well, Eric done, done beefed it again mm-hmm. at work. Um, and they're out a lot of money, and he gets fired. Mm-hmm. And Alan is just kind of like, he feels really bad. But Amy's like, you had, to, you had to do it. Like, he's messed up a lot. And, like, we can't just keep covering for him. And Eric ends up getting a job as a security guy. Thus, the name of the episode. Um, Title might, drop. Might be worse than being a grocer. I'm not <laughs> sure. I'm pretty sure that it is. Um, and just kind of everyone's like, you're just really selling yourself short. Like, you could be so much. But instead, you're just doing this. Like, you need to go to college. Um, just one more push for Eric going to college. Um, and on the other side, Corey and Topanga are trying to trick Sean into taking the SATs. It's SAT prep course. Yes, the SAT prep course and then the SATs. Yes. Which is... <laughs> it's something. <laughs> it's delightful. Honestly. Uh, yeah. That was a great synop. I feel like you've editorialized enough, though, and we can just call the, call the episode, call the episode. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed talking about it. You said you were excited. Shortest episode ever. <laughs> You know, I think we've made this same joke before, but it's yeah. still funny. Yeah, it's great every time. That's what people come here for, is laughs and consistency. Uh-huh. <laughs> and sometimes that just means you recycle the jokes just as the spacesuits in Dune recycle all your body's moisture. Exactly. That's what this show is. It's a Dune spacesuit. It's true. With that being said, Adam Levine, please don't come on the show. It has to be said. You still suck. Once again. Really, the worst part about the Paw Patrol movie is the fact that he has sings a song in it. Yeah. You saw the Paw Patrol movie? Uh, yeah, we watched it a lot on Paramount+. Plus. Oh, uh, okay. You saw it on Paramount+. Plus. Mm-hmm. We saw it in theaters. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. It's right up there with Dune. <laughs> right up on there. On those uh, monumental <laughs> Guys, movies this is gonna, that shape 2021. This is going to be a Dune podcast for just a second. Um, no matter what you think about the story and the plot or the pacing, which I thought was actually pretty good, man... There's not been a movie that transports you to another world with, like, the costumes and the effects and everything. I feel like since the Lord of the Rings movies. Oh, I love those. I need to watch Dune. I read about half of it in high school, and I was like, I can't. Really? I See, don't the, enjoy it. The first one I got through when I was about 14, and I really liked it. And then I got through the second one, and I was like, well, that was bad. Maybe I'll give it another another try. Yeah, give it a good old college try. You've got two books to read before that, but... Mm-hmm. It, you know, needs something around Christmas time, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, Dune, the <laughs> costumes and effects and... Once again. <laughs> world building, they're just amazing. Just making its way. Okay, making so anyway. Making its way downtown. Making its way Dune town. 
but yes, this episode starts out with TV's bear, which I'm sure was in Dune. Mm-hmm. He was right there. He was riding one of those worm things. Yeah, the sandworms. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Cameron's face. <laughs> yeah. TV's bear is at the store, and mm-hmm. Alan is just like, Eric, this is a, like a great idea. Look at all those people There's outside. so many people outside. Then they go to talk to the guy. He's like, go get it sorted out so we can get things done. Like The guy turns around, and he just has one arm. <laughs> yeah. He's like, this gentle bear, he was probably like every, this, everything. This was the mountain man who led Sean and Corey to the cabin, He correct? definitely sounds like him. Is it not the same? I didn't make the connection before, but just thinking about like the, his cadence of speaking and his inflections, it's it sounds very similar. Okay. I wasn't sure. We can look it up. We can. Camera Google something. Camera Google. Googling. Googling by day. Googling by night. Google all the time and we're Googling right. Um, let's see. Was his name Ronnie? No, Ronnie's the other security guard. Tony. Troy Evans. Troy Evans as trainer. He was in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. How exciting. Um, do, do, oh, he was in a lot of things around this time. What would it have been, 96? Um, this would have been 97. Boy Meets World, yeah, he's the Ranger Mark and the security guy. Okay. Trainer. He was in both. I, oh, dear. What? How do we need, do we have to connect this? Well, one has an arm and one doesn't. I feel like they can just be brothers. Be, yeah, one arm trainer. And, he, you know, the trainer knew a lot about bears. And the other guy was like, you can't, a bear can't be a ranger. I said a moose can't be a ranger. No, because he was going to watch. He's going to go watch with his pal Moose. He's yeah. Like, oh, is he in one of the rangers? A moose can't be a ranger. Oh, I thought he also said, I thought they said something like, what, are you also going to watch with your friend Bear the ranger? Bear can't be a ranger. No, it was all moose. They said, oh, okay. your ranger buddies. We So we take it that he was hanging out with an actual moose. Yeah. Like his brother hangs out with a bear. Sure. And lost his arm to it, presumably. 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 He never comes right out and says it. You're probably more likely to lose your arm to a moose. Those things are murder on four legs. Mm-hmm. Bears are murder on four legs and sometimes two legs. It's true. It's true. <laughs> I would I would actually guess that the fatality rate of mooses... Moose? Of moose. Moosins. Of moosins. Of moosics. Um, Moose-eye. Is probably pretty... Probably more than the mentality of bears. You're just unsuspecting, you know. They'll come out of nowhere. Just eat your lunch. And they're ginormous. Yeah. And they can swim really well. Yikes. And perfect they, nature's perfect killer. They, they and hippos kind of are nature's <laughs> perfect killers. <laughs> and the tsetse fly. And the tsetse fly. Actually, that's the kind of fly that bites are really... They carry lots of diseases and are mm. not good for you. Gross. Um... Yeah, so you gotta watch out. But this bear is here, mm-hmm. and the plan is to you know have people want to come and see the bear, get their picture taken with the bear, maybe probably pay for that, and maybe buy something at the store. Seems like a good idea. But then the guy's like, "You're not expecting to bring all those people in here, are you? Like he's a bear. He's like, and you, he's trained, right? He's been around people. You can't train a bear." Mm-hmm. Um, and they're like, "This bear was on Little House on the Prairie." It's like, "Well, sure, he's great with kids." Um, and so they're like, okay, well, we'll just let the kids come in. He's like, I wouldn't recommend it. I was like, didn't didn't your partner fill you in on any of the particulars? No, no, he did not. 
well, first, we're going to need another $2,500 for the female bear. Yeah. And so, at this point, is this when he fires Eric? Or is it after Eric goes to try to yeah, he, show that the bear could be yeah, fine? Eric, Eric goes up to the bear. He's like, it's a bear. It's a meek, cute, little... TV and, bear. And, well, he doesn't even get he that He says far. little, and then it rears up. Yeah, it rears up and roars. You get that fun camera shot of the bear's perspective mm-hmm. as it like begins to tower over Eric, and the camera kind of pans up. Or not pans up, sort of pulls back. Mm-hmm. And then roars... Yeah, and Eric's just kind of slowly backing away. And Uh And then he gets fired. And then he gets fired. Rightfully so. Rightfully so. Although, if I were Alan, I'd be like, hey, my partner isn't the owner. I'm not paying this. Please just take the bear and go. Uh I did not agree to this. Yeah. To these terms. Um, But really paying that, if people were coming in, you'd you'd make money on that. Probably. I mean... Not the 5,000, but the 2,500. No, but the 2,500. Yeah. I mean, he's TV's bear. He's he's TV's bear. Um, but yes, you know, Boy Meets World is full of a lot of lessons, a lot of things we all need to know. Don't have a live bear in your store with people. Yeah, it seems it's, like a bad idea. It's up there. It's right up there, but don't join the mob. Don't join the mob. Uh, gender reveal parties are my jam. No, that's not one. No. Where did that come from? <laughs> I don't know. I'm really tired, Okay, and I've had a lot of candy. This is a fun energy, and I like it. <laughs> um, so it's the next day. It just kind of cuts to there at home, and uh, Morgan's like, I can't believe you fired Eric. Mm-hmm. Um, She's like, would you ever fire me, Daddy? Of course not, princess. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Amy's like, he's made a lot of mistakes, and it's time it was time. Yeah, and she's like, "Are you sure he understood?" And he's like, "Yeah, yeah, of it course, was very clear." And then he just comes down the stairs. Come on, Dad, we got to get to the store. Get the bear stink out of the place. Oh no. Um. Yeah. So, uh, Amy's the one who speaks up. She's like, "You don't think you're going to the store, are you?" He's like, "Yeah. Where else would I go? Yeah, gotta go to work." And then he says, "This part bugs me a little. Um, not." Not a super amount. I've kind of resigned myself to this a little bit, but it bugs me a little where he's like, oh, I've got to take an early lunch and then not come back at all. Mm -hmm. I met a girl. I'm going to go get a second lunch with her. The reason it bugs me is because we are never in the entire series, we are told over and over and over again how lazy Eric is. But every single episode where they say that is about him achieving something greater. (laughs) Like, Uh (laughs) we've had, what, at least five of these now where it's like, Eric is lazy. But in each and every episode, he's trying his hardest. You know, the the tutor episode. Uh-huh. The episode where he's tutoring somebody. Um, the... Stormy weather? Yeah, the stormy weather where he's a super hard worker. And it's just like, you keep telling us Eric is lazy, but then you keep doing these stories where he's a really hard worker and it doesn't pay off for him. Like... Mm-hmm. But are we really seeing that here? Or he's just being like, hey, I'm not coming back well, after lunch. See, but this this is the one time in the entire series you can point to. Uh-huh. Where he's acting that way. Where he's acting the he's way. He's being like a slack, slacker. Yeah. Like, no good, whatever. Yeah. Like, remember even in season one when he's, or no, it's season two, when he's getting ready for the SATs and he's studying constantly. Mm-hmm. Like, incessantly studying. Yeah. Or in season one where he worked at the grocery store Mm -hmm. and he's just like exhausted at the end of the day every time because he's just like working so hard like yeah yeah, that's just that's the eric that we see yeah and and we're constantly seeing it and then like with this one line you expect us to believe 
that he's just this lazy slacker all the time. Yeah. And I know that you want, like, triumphant stories, Mm -hmm. but, like, you gotta show us him being the slacker. Yeah. What they really mean is just, like, you're not living up to the expectations we have of you. Yeah. Which I feel like is another term that they use in this episode, where Amy's like, he's just not, he's capable of living up to our expectations. Yeah. Is what she says. And it's like, that's what it's all about. It's like, they think he should go one way, and he's going another way. And that's just not what they want. Yeah. No, it's... And it's frustrating. Just because, like, this is a... You know, I think people use the whole show-don't-tell thing too much. Like, info dumps and stuff can be good in books and fiction. Like, you don't always have to show. Sometimes telling works better. Mm -hmm. However, we have been shown constantly Eric trying hard and and working being told that he doesn't. Yeah. It's character assassination, pure and simple. We're, We're being told he doesn't, and they're, like, trying to justify it with this little, like lunch uh-huh. scene i mean even i know it's a lonnie scene and he's trying to get in lonnie's pants and whatever but even like staying after to help lonnie get better at interacting with people like mm-hmm. and where is old lonnie she could have handled that bear yeah lonnie could have easily hand, handled the bear yeah, i wouldn't even be worried but anyway that's my one gripe and I, i'm also a little resigned to it too like okay eric's gotta be a slacker even though he's not mm-hmm but then Amy says to Eric, Eric, you're fired. And he's like, Mama can't fire me. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's the mama. She's and, the- and you're the dad. <laughs> and, and Alan says, you're fired. Yeah, Alan's like, no, like, you're fired. And he's just like, left speechless. Uh-huh. Cut to the living room. The living room. A useless plot. <laughs> <laughs> but funny. It's funny. It's funny. It's some moments of levity. Where Sean gives Corey and Topanga a list of approved colleges yes. that they could go to. He's like, I'm not going to college, but if you go to these, I'll come with you. Mm-hmm. And the first one is the University of Italy. Good old U of it. He's going he's gonna to row one of those big canoe things <laughs> down the streets. You mean a gondola. And that's why you're going to college. <laughs> I'm going canoe shopping. <laughs> um, U of it is very funny. Uh-huh. Yeah, so it's just setting up that they're studying for the SATs, preparing mm-hmm. for like college stuff, and Sean's not really having any of it. Yeah. They say, you should come to the Mr. Feeney's prep course. Like It'll really like help you out. He's even like, I'll take the SATs. What's 10 minutes of my life? Yeah, and this is where we get, right after that scene is where we get the conceit for their story. Uh-huh. That Corey is lying to Sean to get him to take, <laughs> to get the, him SATs. take the SATs. Where he's like... You know, if you took Mr. Feeney's prep course, you could probably knock him out in five, slugger. <laughs> He's like, no, too much Feeney. Mm-hmm. Too much school, too much Feeney. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm done. I'm good. <laughs> and Topanga's like, what are you talking about? There has there to take at least. And Corey's like, I don't know. Yeah. Um, he just tries so hard. This is, this is a tolerable amount of Corey being manipulative. Yeah, it is. Because it's like for, for laughs. Later on, we see Corey being this way. I know future knowledge and whatnot. But, and it's just gross. And it's annoying. Yeah. But right now, this is like the perfect amount of like Corey. He's trying like, to help his friend. Trying to help his friend in like a harmless, ultimately kind of mm-hmm. harmless way. Um, which we don't see later. We see in more harmful ways later. Sure. I, I, I don't remember. I'm, I'm trying to go in with an open mind. Okay, well, we'll get there eventually. Not in this episode, but... No, this episode is... Corey's just pretty funny in this mm-hmm. episode. Yeah, so um, 
Then we cut back to Amy and Alan, mm-hmm. and they're like, Alan's like, I just don't get it. Like, I don't know why Eric is, like, the way that he is. I didn't ever treat him any different than Corey and Morgan, and they're fine. And then Amy's like, are you kidding me? We, uh, we both <laughs> treated him so different. He's like our first child. Like, we didn't know what we were doing. And so it's like, we've always treated him differently than the others. And then they go to, <laughs> she's like, if you don't freak out, we can go out and get someone else's opinion. <laughs> on this and um yeah so he's like okay cuts to them talking to mr feeney and feeney just goes eric is lazy and alan just like jumps up that's my son you're talking about mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah very good that's my son you're talking about and yeah amy's like hey alan <laughs> and he's like eric could get passing grades in his sleep in fact he did Oh, wait, first Corey comes, doesn't he? Um, yeah. Yeah, because Corey comes and he's like... He's got the thick Feeny... That was good for an audio podcast. Yeah. You hold it up holding that up book. that book, making the face, <laughs> being really upset. <laughs> oh, that's great for an audio medium. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's like, you said a light course, Feeny. And he like flips through the pages of this comically large book. Like, too much work for you? He's like, oh, I'll do it. I'll do it. I'm but, not afraid of you, Feeny. <laughs> I'm going to be right there in that kitchen <laughs> watching you. Remember that. <laughs> and then Amy's like, we'll make him apologize. He shouldn't talk to you that way. And he's like, no. <laughs> I licked the chutzpah. Uh-huh. I know he doesn't say he chutzpah. Doesn't say I just wanted to say chutzpah. it. Chutzpah. <laughs> um, he's like, Corey works really hard for his grades. Um, which I don't know if that's a sign of Corey we've ever seen. No. Well, yeah, they've, they've given up the slacker Corey angle and are now the average guy Corey angle. Uh-huh. <clears throat> Which, I mean, some people make that sort of transition in their <laughs> academic career. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, and Eric? Eric could get passing grades in his sleep. In fact, he did. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe this would have been a better place to bring up the Eric thing. But it's just like, this is not the Eric we have seen throughout the series. It's, mm-hmm. We've been told several times this is Eric. But in each of those episodes, he like puts his mind to it and does really well. How many times do we need to see that? Like... How many times do I need to see Eric be lazy, even though he's never been lazy that I've seen? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just really unfortunate, because I feel like they just keep coming back to the same well for Eric, rather than, like, developing the character in an interesting way. Yeah. It's like, we have to, like, shoehorn him into traditional, like, college route of his life. Mm-hmm. Um, which, yeah, it's just unfortunate, because I think from a story standpoint, it could be really interesting. Yeah, and, like... If college is your ultimate goal for Eric, like, have him try other things and fail. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, because that's not, I mean, I guess he failed here. It's like true. Getting fired. But what have, what have, what have Eric's been, big plots been? Singled out? The Uncle Daddy? Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. Yeah, like... At least this season. Yeah. The I, Weatherman. Well, yeah, I meant this season. Uh-huh. But like, see, even, like, with that, it could have been... That's, like, the thing where he's like, oh, if I want to do this job mm-hmm. and, like, keep this job, like, this is the route that I need to go through school. Mm-hmm. And then he's, like, got motivation to do it. Because here, he doesn't have motivation. Yeah. We never know what anybody in this show is studying in college. Right. Like, it's never once revealed what anybody's actually working towards. I actually, yeah, I want to bring up that same motivation question just a little later, too. Okay. I like I, I like that you're bringing up here, but there's we'll, we'll get to it. But it's like they could have actually given him some motivation because mm-hmm. he is motivated to like achieve certain things. But then after that stint at the the rate the news station, he's never he never talks about it again. Yeah, like he's like, oh, I could do this and I do a good job, and I like fit in with that culture. But then it just like poof, yeah, gone. 
Yeah, if he was working towards something, it would be so much more interesting. Um, I am impressed with one aspect of this. Mm-hmm. The one aspect of this episode that I'm impressed with is they don't necessarily shove down your throat that the answer to Eric's problem is the SATs. Like, it comes up later, but I feel like it actually comes up kind of organically. Like, because it comes up a little later of Corey being like, come do the prep course with us. Try taking the SATs again. And then it comes, and then, like, they're at the school and it comes up with Feeney. Mm -hmm. Like, you should be in there with us. Like, but no one's like, all your problems will be fixed through college. Uh Or, uh, especially, like, the Uncle Daddy thing of, like, you can be a dad or go to college. Yeah, so why in that one is he like, I'm going to go study for my SATs, and here we are, like, three episodes later. Right. And he's like, SATs are stupid. SATs are dumb. SATs are for idiots. (laughs) Um... Yeah, yeah. And again, though, like, that whole episode is about Eric being a good, responsible father. Mm -hmm. But he can't be for some arbitrarily, like, I need to go to college reason. This one, you know, give it what credit it is. Like, they're like, Eric could do anything. He's just lazy. and But anything includes, like, working at the store with Dad. Mm-hmm. No one's like, he has to go to college or he'll never succeed uh, in life. Eric could do anything except a security guard. <laughs> yeah. He should not do that. Yes. At the end of this scene, uh, Eric comes in wearing a security guard uniform. He's like, why are you wearing a security guard costume? <laughs> not a costume. Uniform. And they act like he has just become a drug dealer. Like he has joined the mob. <laughs> yes. They're like, what? You're a security guard? Zoons. There's a word we don't use too much. Zoons. It's just like, because you're right, they treat this like you are working at a grocery store. <laughs> like Maybe a little worse. They are so, like, take that off right now. You're not going to do that. Uh, and I pack heat. You carry a gun? <laughs> that would be a little concerning. Um, he's like, no, it gets. I got a heater. It gets cold out there in the shed. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is funny. He even says to Mr. Feeney, like, hey, what do you think about all this? And Feeney's just like, oh, God, not another question. Yes. <laughs> it's like, they already asked me that one question. I just really don't want to deal with this. Um, mm-hmm. This is this is good Feeney. Yeah. It's like, throughout the whole episode. Feeney's great in this episode. I agree. Um, yeah, he's yeah. We'll we'll get to him some more. Yeah, in uh, the very next scene at school. Yeah, because this one's pretty much done. He's yes. a security guard. His parents hate it. Is this where he says like, "Don't wait up for me tonight because I'm moving out." Yeah, that's another thing. Yeah, and and the the episode does a good job of like all of his blame falling on his mother. Uh huh. Um, and but Eric's not. Uh, Alan's not being silent. Yeah, Alan. This is actually a good Alan mm-hmm. episode too. Like this is the best. I feel like of Alan kind of grappling with his role as a father mm-hmm. in like a meaningful way. Um, I mean, I think in um, whatever the one is where he wakes up Corey for the baseball game also kind of is that. But basically since then, it's just been like, yeah, I'm mad at you um, level of, of fatherhood, which is nice here that he's kind of like, I sort of made this mess. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do to fix it? I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, as much as much guff as I normally want to give Alan, it, this is it's good Alan, and he's like he is speaking up and taking Amy's side mm-hmm. and doing the things. It's just Eric isn't seeing it as something his father's does. He's seeing it as something his mother is like, making him do. Making him do. Um, the one thing I would change about this episode, if I could, is also 
Eric having emotional, real moments with his mom. Like, the only relationship we seem to care about is the Eric Allen story. Mm -hmm. They, like, they get over the mom thing pretty fast, but then they have a really just sweet resolution for the dad. And it's like, well, maybe we should have spent a little time. Uh So she was made the bad guy. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. She gets a little kiss on the head from Alan at the end. (laughs) Yeah. And we're supposed to think it's all okay. Um, But we'll get there, because we're at school, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and Corey and Topanga... Are sitting on the bench that's sometimes there. That's just another another other other wing of the school. Well, we've seen this one because there's a bench. Yeah, Wendy and uh, Corey. Yeah, there's a bench here sometimes, and I'm fine with saying this is the the wing in front of Feeney's class. Yeah, Feeney's wing has a bench. Yeah, Feeney's wing has a bench. But they're sitting there, and Sean is kind of walking up to his locker. Sorry, there's a weird whistle coming out of my nose. I heard that, but I actually thought it was a dog outside. (laughs) I felt it. Um, Okay. I legitimately was like, huh, there's a puppy outside. Um, Yeah, so if you heard that, that was all me. (laughs) Um, But they're sitting there, it's like, okay, I have another one. Another question for you. Which of these ingredients does not help you make mud? Water? Dirt? Or turkey? Turkey. Yeah. Great job. That was a tougher question. Yeah, Sean comes up behind them. He's like, wait, turkey. (laughs) And they're like, oh. And like, let me see that book. (laughs) Hold on just a minute here. And Corey's like, it's right here. Which of these is sweeter, sugar or salt? Sugar. (laughs) Are these these really questions from the SAT? (laughs) Only some of the tougher ones. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Tobago says, that one kept me up most of the night. And she's like, two in a row. (laughs) And they're like, Mr. You learned that in Mr. Feeney's prep course. It's like, yeah, Feeney, tell him about the carnival-like atmosphere of your of your prep course. I will not. <laughs> Listen, if Sean doesn't get into college, he starts washing win- washing windows, playing the lotto, then he becomes homeless and he moves in with you. Yeah, he becomes a ward of the state and he moves in with you. I, He's like, I could tell him about the the cake, but then everyone would uh, want to take the class. Really, cake. Yes, cake from the... <laughs> the Westchester Bakery is where we get the cakes. That's the, where we get them. It, it, it's good cake. <laughs> cakes. Um, we have a talent show some nights. Really? But in between the hoopla, there will be real learning going on. Yes, yeah, yeah, cake. Yeah, 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 yeah. Cake, right? <laughs> and so he kind of goes off, and then they're like, thank you, Mr. Feeney, for helping out. And he's like, well... What good is it if you can't get the butts in the seats? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. <laughs> How true. <laughs> Feeny. He's just like, just the way he plays along. Mm-hmm. He's like, what else? That's not enough? <laughs> That's not Cake enough isn't enough? Fine, fine. There's a talent show. Mm-hmm. Some, Some nights. nights. <laughs> and then, That'd uh, be fun to see. Mm-hmm. What talent would you bring at the SAT prep course talent show? I don't know. I'm not to show up. <laughs> it's like, all right, guys, everybody sit down for an hour and a half. I'm going to do a podcast for you. <laughs> oh, I was thinking, like, back when I was in school, it'd be like, and now Chance's talent is not being here. <laughs> Watch Chance disappear. He already did it. The trick is he was never here in the first place. Mm-hmm. Um, that would have been my talent. What about you? Currently or back then? Um, one of each. Maybe like a soft shoe tap dance routine. I don't know how to do that, but if there was a talent show, I could learn. 
Okay. Um, and our most recent fifth grade talent show last year, I, I rapped. So maybe I'd do that. Oh, cultural appropriation. It's not. You can stop that. Did you do a Eminem rap? No. Okay. Then probably cultural appropriation. You can stop that right now. <laughs> um, let's see. What would I do? I would be Cascoon. That'd probably be the best Cascoon any of them have ever been seen. String shot. <sighs> Just throw your strings out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you out there in Podcastville? What's your uh, What's your talent for the for the, <laughs> for the SAT? prep course uh, talent show? Let us know. Send us a video. Send us if you want to send us a video, you should. We're a couple of untalented hacks. We, I really am. I would do Fushigi. Contact juggling. Contact juggling. I would be a Fushigi ball expert. I I would wish I was in real life. <laughs> you can be. The video makes it seem very easy. <laughs> the commercials. Fushigi, everybody. Um, yeah. What's, what's your talent? Let us know. All right. So we cut to the next scene, mm-hmm. which is, I'm assuming, the next day. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, but Eric shows up to the store with his partner, his security guard partner. Yeah. Ronnie Patel. Ronnie Patel. Um, and, um, Eric just walks into Alan. He's like, it's been a while. But yeah, it's been 15 hours. Feels a lot longer when you're out there by yourself. Yeah, when you're out there on your own. Mm-hmm. But he introduces him to Ronnie, and then Ronnie's like, I'm sorry to hear about um, everything at home, about the mother going insane and kicking people out of the house. Hey, Ronnie, why don't you go look around the store? <laughs> Get out of here. It's like um, you're mad at your mother. I don't remember what he says. You're looking at me like you're expecting me to play the scene out word for word, and I just I don't have it. Well, he just says, "Yeah, <laughs> you're not you're not mad at me." Well, no. Well, you should be mad at me because I should have fired you. I should have fired you a thousand times. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what he sounds like. Mm-hmm. He's like he's up, dapper friends. Yeah, and then Alan kind of goes into his like revelation. Yeah, he's like I sort of realized how he's treated Eric differently. Yeah. He does say, you know when I started messing up the day you were born? <laughs> Maybe that's, that's a bit not- of an exaggeration. <laughs> I get the point that you're making here, Alan, but I don't think you really started that day. Well, and maybe don't tell your child, no matter what age they are, I've screwed up with you my entire life. Your entire life. (laughs) Your entire life has been one giant screw up by me. Um, And he tells this story about them giving him gloves to handle Eric, and he never took those kid gloves off. uh He's like, you remember the day you were born? Of course. There's a cute nurse that slapped me on the tushy. Mm -hmm. Which doesn't happen. No. No, it doesn't. Eric, go do Fushiki. <laughs> he should. Um, yeah, it's just like, I never took off the kid gloves. Like, I've been, mm-hmm. like, just being very gentle with you your whole life. Coddling, you could almost say. You could. And Eric's just kind of like, what am I supposed to do with that? And so that's just the end of the scene. Mm-hmm. Kind of sets that up there. And then we're at John Adams. Is it, is it John Adams next? As far as what I wrote down. Yeah. We're, I'm missing a scene. There's a scene where um, Eric interacts with Corey, but I don't remember what. Yeah, scene I don't remember it is. where it where it is. Because I I very much remember Corey being like, <clears throat> "Why don't you come do Feeney's prep course with us?" And Eric's like, "I did Feeney's prep course, or I took the SATs. Like I, I didn't." Maybe he came home and was getting his stuff or something. Yeah, I don't remember, but I'm yeah. pretty sure that's. A- 
It was, it was something like that. She's like, I took the SATs, I blew them. Like, yeah. But I thought that's the first moment where they introduced the idea that maybe instead of Eric doing this security guard job... He should go get massively in debt. Yeah, he should go. But the fact that that's not like the immediate, like, you're fired, now go to college, is fairly impressive for the Improvement. Show. Yeah, like, it kind of comes up very organically, like, Eric, you don't want to be doing this. Mm -hmm. Why don't you come, like, take the SATs and maybe you'll do better. Yeah. Um, yeah, this is, this is your chance. Mm -hmm. This is your this is your chance to shine. So, you know, a little bit better. It's not immediately like, what? You want to be a dad? Uh-huh. No, no, take, take the, the SATs. <laughs> you want to join the mob? No, take the SATs. Well, that one, maybe. That one, well, yeah, they didn't say that in that one. Either. Don't join a cult. Take the SATs. Join the cult of the well-informed. Yeah. The cult join, of the educated. Join the cult of people who can do well on arbitrary tests. Mm -hmm. Enjoy. One of us. One of us. Then, after that... Is where we're at John Adams. Yes. <laughs> Another potential MVP here. Poppy Seed, the Basset Hound. Poppy Seed, the Basset Hound. <laughs> and Ronnie's like, I didn't realize we were supposed to have a security dog. He's like, oh, we don't. <laughs> I just thought he'd really help us with a beat as like dangerous. Rough and John Adams High School. Mm -hmm. But then they are sitting down. Yeah, because Poppy Seed is a trained killer. Uh -huh. He's a trained killer. <laughs> yes, you are. Yes, you are. Um. I love Poppy Seed. <laughs> this show, this show, so many sitcoms from like the '90s have a pet, and Boy Meets World never does. We had little Cory, and now we have Poppy Seed, mm -hmm. and we need another little animal companion. I guess we do eventually get Salem Saberhagen for one part of an episode. Yeah, for a part of an episode, we will get Salem Saberhagen. Mm -hmm. But why don't you just get a basset hound and pet it while you watch this episode? I've had a basset hound before. We'll get another. They, they poop a lot. Like, more than any other dog ever. Okay. Also, I'm allergic to dogs. He's not. He's just an excuse so he kids. let his kids have a I have kids that don't need a dog. And they're both scared of dogs. Well, Nolan is. Nolan is scared of this dogs. This is how he could get over that. Though, I myself have taken Nolan to meet dogs, and he does well after a minute. After a minute, yeah. Either way, Poppy Seed, though, is a trained killer. Mm -hmm. And not one to have around children. Like TV's bear. Mm -hmm. I'd feel safer having my children around TV's bear than the, around Poppy Seed. The trained killer. Yeah. You gotta watch out. Yeah, and Ronnie's like, well, while we're doing this, would you help me with my studies? He's like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm... Studying for the college entrance exams. Mm -hmm. like, but I thought you were an engineer. Like, I am an engineer, but in this country they don't know that. So I guess like it wasn't a university that would have credits transferred uh -huh. or something. Yeah, because I feel like there are many people that travel. Yeah, um, yeah. most international degrees would probably be good, but mm -hmm. I don't know. I'm not sure. But yeah, he's going to school and he's like... It, you know, if it's worth, if it's something you want, it's worth the hard work. Mm -hmm. He's like, I mean, look at you. You're fulfilling your dream. Security guy. He's like, this is my dream. And he's like, you must be. You're doing it. He's like, well, you're doing it too. You're a security guy. No, I'm an engineer. And soon they will know that. Mm -hmm. Which is sort of a nice inspiring moment from Ronnie Patel. It's true. It's true. And then suddenly, though, they hear something. Mm -hmm. They're like, danger. Poppy seed. Go. Poppy seed. <laughs> Come on. It's like, okay, poppy seed, you lay there. And, and when in the moment's right, you spring into action. <laughs> um, how they didn't see this person? Yeah, because Eric walks very slightly to the right, <laughs> very. And there's slightly. a figure with their back to Eric, mm -hmm. messing with the door, and he's like, "Turn around!" 
It's Mr. Feeney. It's Mr. Feeney. Trying to get in the school for his SAT prep course. I, no, never mind. Just had a really random thought. We can move on, though. Oh, man. Do you want me to tell you my really random thought? Uh-huh. Is it possible that the Feeney house set from B&B's B&B is the, the, the hardware store set? Not the sporting goods store set? Just kind of reimagined a little bit? There is that staircase that kind of goes up. That is a random thought. Huh. Possum outside. There's a possum outside your door. This is a random two, two seconds. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what setting that is, but I have a possum in my backyard. But possums are good. <laughs> Uh, he was like right there just looking in your window yeah that was fun so long <laughs> anyway I, was, I don't know why but I was just thinking about the the two sets and I was like could those be the same set I don't know anyway this is like the frog in the window all over again <laughs> the frog in the window all over again they could be the same set okay sort of at an angle but anyway yeah so this is a big like come to Jesus moment for Eric I guess uh-huh. And the next scene is uh, Eric looking in wistfully as Sean eats cake and the other two study. Mm -hmm. And you kind of see the classroom from the other side. Mm -hmm. And there's just a big window right there. Yeah. And he's just sitting there. Smiling. Smiling. And he like takes a notebook out and is kind of taking notes. It was really funny when he sees Sean eating the cake and he just laughs like he understands. (laughs) Like, oh, Sean, of course he would be eating cake. (laughs) That's a classic. What a classic Sean moment. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like, okay. Because <laughs> you were totally there for those conversations. <laughs> it's it's true. It's just such an odd, like, wordless moment uh-huh. where it's just, like, sweet music playing. And yeah. he's just like, he looks at his brother and his girlfriend, looks at Sean. I'm going to choose to believe because the, the story is that Ryder... Strong and Wilfred Dell like couldn't do scenes together. Yeah. Because they just make each other laugh too much. And this is that moment. Apparently, I've recently learned this. Um, Ryder and Will don't do a lot of like cons and stuff, but they will do them together because they're still friends that like to see each other. Oh, that's fun. So they're apparently buddies. Yes, but maybe that's this moment mm-hmm. of just like he wasn't supposed to do that, but it just kind of happened. <laughs> just so they're like, we'll just keep that. That's all. That's all we've got. We don't have time to reshoot this. And why would we? Um, and then it cuts to probably my least favorite scene in the whole thing. Not for any big, big, like scathing reason. I just With think the it's, kids going to Feeney's house. Yeah. Yeah. Just kind of weird. I just thought it was weird and dumb. As a teacher, that doesn't happen. Well, yeah, and like, they they just got done taking the SATs. And it's like nighttime. <laughs> yeah, they don't know how they did. <laughs> they don't know how they did. They're just like, thank you. It's like, uh-huh. for for what, though? <laughs> yeah, you, you literally don't know how you did. You could feel really good about it and then just do absolutely horrible. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did like Sean's like, and making me eat cake. Five pounds right here. Yeah. Like, you've been grilling us for years, filling our heads with dates and ideas. Yeah, because the SATs are all about those dates. <laughs> yeah. And ideas. Uh-huh. It's like vocabulary and math. Yeah. Um, he's like, and yeah, make me cake five pounds right here. Right here. Slaps his belly. And uh, he's like, oh, it's a motorcycle. I thought it's a possum cycle. I thought it was a cow. <laughs> I thought that was a real out of Just a veritable Noah's Ark around my house tonight. Anyway, and uh, they're like, and you know what we got to say to you? And he's like, what? Thank you. Yeah. Now we understand why you pushed us so hard all those years. It's no. Like, you're li- you're this is also, stupid. you're literally juniors. 
You're stop it. You're juniors and this is stupid. Stop it. Um well they're juniors and sophomores because of the curse of, of the curse of Judge time. Lamb. Which we're seeing kind of that time compression here because it all just happened so fast. Yeah. But the reason is because two years are squeezed into one year. Yeah. Two and years so- are happening simultaneously because of the sentence of a held dimension deity. Mm-hmm. It, it's just right there. <laughs> it's right there. Just like Corey is Turner. It's the most obvious thing in the world to me. Yeah, and then we cut to the um, sporting goods store that never is named. Matthews and Son. It's not Matthews and Son. It will be. It, it will be way later. Mm. But now we don't know. It's just the the wilderness store. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and he comes in. and He's like, Mom, you fired me. Yes, I did. Well, then I probably deserve to be fired, and I'm sorry I let you down. Which is really nice. I mean, it's a nice moment. It would be nice if they had a moment as big as Eric and his dad are about to have. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> and then he like is talking to his dad. And he's like, I was the good guy in all this, and you turned it around. Good for you. Good job. <laughs> it's like, at least there's some respect of Amy mm-hmm. um, in this episode. Oh, yeah. In that regard. Yeah. Unlike the long walk to Pittsburgh, where Amy's just portrayed as the villain the whole time, even though she's the right one. Yeah. In this case, she's the right one, and then later they're like seeing her as the voice of reason. Yeah, it's like you are the right one, mm-hmm. and they have this big moment about like you said there was going to be a moment when you weren't going to be there for me, but that's not true. It's like Eric, stop, like not this again. Yeah, he's like no, because everything you taught me, I'm going to teach it to my kids. Mm-hmm. It's like if you're not around, like you're still there, like you're never going to die. Mm-hmm. Because it's going to be passed on to my kids and so on and so forth. And that really is touching to um, everyone. Yeah. But to Alan specifically. Uh-huh. Like, well, thank you. Thank you. And he's like, you still believe I can do everything? They're like, yeah. He's like, well, I tried as hard as I could. And he slaps an envelope down on the counter. His lightning fast SAT scores. <laughs> yes. There, there are a lot of questions we could ask here. One, if it seems like he's just not making up with his parents. So he hasn't been living at home. Mm-hmm. And... So was the envelope sent to Ronnie Patel's house? I don't know. Whatever happens to Ronnie? He becomes an engineer. Well, I want to see the story of Eric and Ronnie I do living too. their lives. Living like, their- that's what I would want to see next season is like Eric and Jack and Sean and Ronnie. <laughs> Jack, Sean, and Ronnie. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> and Poppy Seed. And yeah, and Poppy Seed. That's the spinoff that I want. <laughs> Poppy Seed and Ronnie Patel. <laughs> Ron and Pop. Ron and Pop. <laughs> Love it. And they take out the envelope and they're like, you tried, tried as hard as, scores. you tried as hard as you could? Yeah, I did. Well, then it's a good thing you're not working for your dad anymore because if you did, I'd have to fire you. Why? I'm not <laughs> sure. Um, it's like he could, he still needs a job. Yeah. Like making money is still a necessity. <laughs> like you don't become a student and you don't need money anymore. If anything, you need it more. Because um, that stuff's expensive. It's very true. But he scored an 11.20, which is apparently 200 points higher than last time. I don't know anything about SAT scores and what might be good. I think it goes up to 14.50. I think that's a perfect score. I know that because of Gilmore Girls. First thing that pops up when I type, is 11.20? Is is 11.20 a good SAT score? It's a little better than average. Top 63rd percentile nationally. That's not better what? than average. Yeah, better than average. I guess if you're you're better than if out of every hundred people you're better than sixty. You did better than sixty three of them. Yeah. No, no. I think it goes to fifteen hundred um, because Rory Gilmore scores seven twenty verbal and seven sixty math. 
or no, not seven sixty. Seven seven forty or seven twenty verbal seven forty math. Gotta click on the images of the buses to go to college simply to see what kind of sort of schools I can get into with this with this uh, score of eleven twenty. Okay. I could get into Arizona State, Penn State, Michigan State, University of Alabama. So basically, just about just any. about any state school. Um, yeah, Kennesaw State University. I don't know where that is. Texas Tech. There we go. Anyway, with an eleven twenty, the doors better. are really open for Eric in terms of colleges. Mm-hmm. Versus the 920, supposedly, that he had before. Yeah. And uh, they're really excited for him, and they're like, I always knew you could do it. And he's like, I always knew I could do it, too. Alan's like, right there, I'm so proud of you. Yeah. Which I gotta admit, I watched this one twice, because I watched it last week when I thought it's what we were going to be talking about. Oh, I and didn't then, realize you watched it last week. No! Uh-huh. And then I... No I, no, I think I watched it two weeks ago, and then we got closer to time, and I was like, I just can't. <laughs> Okay. Um, so it's been a little while. Um, but I think when I watched it, I was also just in an emotional state right then. But I think I cried. <laughs> just a little bit. Um, I didn't the second time. I actually think this is a fantastic ending. Yeah, like, it's really good. Again, it's not, it's not being overly preachy. I mean, it is still pushing the SAT thing a little harder than uh-huh. I would like it to. But but it just it shows like this good reconciliation between Eric and his parents. And like mm. them having pride... In his accomplishments, him having pride in his accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, he was a security guard, and maybe he would have been like, Yeah, but I, like, we see when he's pushed by Ronnie, like, it's not something he's proud of. Mm-hmm. But like, here's something that he feels proud of. Yeah. Like being the weatherman, like being a good father figure mm-hmm. um, to Ryan, like when he's a tutor and things. Well, I don't know if he necessarily feels a lot of pride in that, but he like improves quite a bit mm-hmm. from doing that. But it's like Eric taking pride in something, which we don't see a lot. Right, yeah. Which maybe that's what they mean by lazy. I guess. Just like not having pride in your work. Not. I could see it, but it's still, it doesn't exactly work. No. And, and again, we're never shown that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get the tag at the end. With a Feeny call. Yeah, with with a Feeny call. Not the, still not the Feeny call most people think of, just a yeah. Feeny yeah. Is Feeny? Yeah. He says it a couple times, then screams it like that. And then Feeney busts out, like, disheveled. Yeah, he's like, I've become accustomed to sleeping in the middle of the night. (laughs) I was sleeping. Something I've become accustomed to. (laughs) And they're like, well, get dressed. we got to go pick out some colleges. And he's like, well, we'll do college picking tomorrow. And he's like, no, the spots are filling up. Let's go. Mm -hmm. He's like, put on the coffee. I'll meet you in the kitchen. So nice of him. But he's like, Penbrook, is that a good school? Yeah, it's the first time we hear the name Penbrook. First time. It's not. Let me just tell you right now, it's not a good school. Cameron, we'll get into that. Cameron is biasing himself early, and he's not supposed to do that. Well, we've thrown a lot of things out the window by this point. <laughs> I'll just my vendetta against Pembroke as a university of as an institute of, of higher education begins now. Mister okay. Feeney is wrong. It is not a good school. <laughs> but when when is he ever right? When is he ever right? <laughs> um, and then he's they have the sweet moment of like, I heard you told my parents I was smart. Just you saying that was worth 200 SAT points. Mm-hmm. You might have said 1,000 SAT points. Something. That right there, which is which is nice. Mm-hmm. Like this person that means a lot to you, saying something nice about you. And then you hearing about it. So it's like sec- secondhand compliments are the best compliments. Because <laughs> they're true. Yeah. Like not someone saying something to you, but someone saying something about you to someone else in a good way. Yeah. there's It's unfiltered. It's... Uh... Very sweet. Very touching. Um, and then it ends. There it is. That's the episode. That is how it goes. Um, didn't talk about it very long. Although there is one thing I want to bring up before we fully end. Mm-hmm. 
Sean and Eric, there's one thing that drives me crazy with this episode. Um, it's not a huge thing. It's not going to like drop the score. But Sean and Eric are both shown as like people who just don't want to. But the answer is never find something you're passionate about and pursue it. It's just like, <clears throat> do just, it anyway. Just do it. And, and, and it bugs me. Because like, why should Sean take this SAT prep course? Why should he go into debt and go to college? Or de- go into debt and go to college. Mm-hmm. Like, <clears throat> why? We're having this like fly Dumbo fly moment for Eric of just him like reaching his highest potential. But like, why? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, what? Because being a security guy is the worst <laughs> profession. Like, <clears throat> if if there was even like a moment of like, now I can pursue meteorology just like I've always wanted. Like, oh, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, there it is. Oh, okay. So he's motivated. Or, like, even with Patel, like, well, I've always, my dream is actually to be a weatherman mm-hmm. or something. Like, but no, we're just kind of doing it to do it. And just like Sean, like, the answer is tricking. The answer isn't like, Sean loves philosophy. Get him a philosophy degree. Or mm-hmm. Sean really likes girls, so get him a photography Women's studies. Study. Yeah. <laughs> something. Like,. <laughs> It just bugs me. Like, I do like an alternate reality where Sean becomes a women's studies major and then realizes what it is. <laughs> yes. And then really just take turns over a new leaf as a result. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I love it. Um, I don't know. That's a gripe I had with this episode. Just like, especially the the scene in the hallway where Feeny, where the, Feeny's helping trick him. Like, I'm just like, why don't you give him something to work towards? Mm-hmm. Motivate him. Yeah, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's just frustrating that the answer is go to college, not find something you're passionate about. Mm -hmm. And then pursue it. And if college is the means to get there, Mm -hmm. great. If it's not, great. Right. But whatever it is. So, anyway, that's the episode. There it is. There it is. We've said that twice now. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, what'd you rate it? I'm going to go with an eight and a half. Okay. Yeah. I I thought it was, like, the best at the, like, SAT talks. Like, we've already said... um, like, it felt natural. Um, I feel like it had a good amount of, like, seriousness uh-huh. and sort of, like, heartfelt moments, but also some really, like, funny moments. Not, like, bust a gut, but, like, Westchester Bakery. It's mm-hmm. where we get the cakes. But, you know, it's, it's, where, we it's where we get them. <laughs> it's, it's just, like, low-key really hilarious. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I, yeah, I like it. Okay. Um, I'm going to, I just don't think it, giving it that close to a nine... I'm just against. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven point five. Okay. Um, average of eight. Average of eight, um, which even seems high, but it, it's a good episode, and I, I agree with you. Like of the SAT are the answer episodes, this is probably the best one. It's not being so heavy-handed. Like the SATs are the answer in a kind of realistic way. Um, the only scene that I absolutely hate in the thing is when they go to Feeney's. And even then, Sean does have the whole, like, five pounds right here, baby, <laughs> which is funny. Um, but I do I, I do not like that scene, just because it's so, like... It feels very out of place. Well, and that's not what anyone would do after they take a test. I've taken the SATs, I'm going to go sleep. <laughs> yes. I've taken the SATs, I'm going to go not think about them. Eat a celebratory stack of pancakes. Something, but not... Hey. Thanks. <laughs> Um, yeah, that's the only scene that I just really didn't like. But, that being said, it's a, it's a mostly good episode. It's probably the best Eric episode we've had in a while. Maybe ever? Question mark ever. It's a good, it's a good Eric one. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it, it it's yeah. a good companion to Stormy Weather and the beginning episode of this season mm-hmm. for Eric. Yes. Those those three episodes make a pretty pretty nice cohesive whole. What if Irene knew what she was doing? And she was tasked We've with setting him on the correct path. And so this is what she does. She like, or she's like, I can tempt him into staying, or if he chooses to leave, it will not be an easy road, but it will ultimately end in him being a more fulfilled person. And the choice is his. It's like, he's eaten the pie, he's eaten the soup, but he's still, he is the one who is free to leave, should he need to. Um, Love it. And if he does, it will be hard, but yeah. The Pottsville Hell Dimension. (laughs) Prophecy spoke long ago. The prophecy spoke. One who eats the pie and cake will have his dad rescue him and will go to school for an unspecified reason. Greatness. He doesn't really. No. Well, eventually. Sort of. (laughs) Depends on your definition of greatness. Depends on your definition of greatness. Um, MVP. I said Feeny. I will also say Feeny. Um, it's hard for me not to give it to Sean because he's hilarious. Mm-hmm. Turkey. <laughs> Sugar. These are really? And um, that's why you're going to college. Mm-hmm. Um, but Feeney is probably the MVP. I feel like we see a lot of sides of Feeney. Mm-hmm. Like we see him as the Alan and Amy go to him for help. Like we see him being funny there. We see him kind of helping motivate Eric. And then at the end where he's like, Eric, he, Eric, he, Eric goes to him. Mm-hmm. He's like, I, we need to look for colleges. Yeah, and he's just like, I'll come help you. Like it's the middle of the night, but I'm gonna come help you. Exactly. I, I think if Amy, Feeney was really well involved with both stories. I think if Amy had been really well involved with both stories, I think she could have been mm-hmm. MVP. Underutilized. Underutilized. As always. But it's Feeney for sure. For sure. And what did you name it? Um, boy meets carnival-like SAT prep. Yeah, I just said boy meets SATs and cake. Ooh, I like that better. Boy meets SATs and cake. Boy meets SATs and cake. I uh, love it. Some nights, there's a talent show. <laughs> In parentheses. Some boy nights. meets SATs and cake. Parentheses, there's a talent show some nights. There's some nights a talent show. I don't know. Um, yeah. And that's the episode. Yeah. The carnival-like atmosphere of our podcast the is car- winding down. The carnival-like atmosphere. I feel like <laughs> There's fushigi that. artists in the corner mm-hmm. twirling their magic fushigi balls. Fushigi balls. <laughs> uh, we said balls. We did. We didn't even mention that this was episode 420. 420 blazing! Yeah, blazing. Man, that's a fun... Or don't. That's a fun level we made on the level machine. 420 yeah. blazing! The level machine? You mean the, the <laughs> microphone and the recording software that we're using? Yeah. <laughs> the level machine, everyone. These are the terms you learn when you're world-class podcasters like we are. <laughs> world-class podcasters. Um, yeah, I forgot what we do when we don't have like people to plug their stuff. Uh-huh. Um, want to encourage everyone to leave a review. We're up to 20 reviews. No more <laughs> written reviews. But we're up to 20 total reviews, which is very nice. Um, so if you want to leave one, you can always also tell your friends. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. BGWorldFever at gmail.com is the email and then mm-hmm. everything else and is at BGWorldFever. BG um, so check those out. Mm-hmm. Don't message a lot on Twitter and don't post a lot these days on Insta. You still got the Insta I still, you know, I get there, but it's just not as frequent as it used to be, which is fine. It's fine. 
you know, I kind of like it. Probably after grad school, I'll kind of keep it this this pace. Here's the episode. Here's some funny moments from the episode um, throughout the week. I feel like that's enough. Your up post was fantastic. Uh-huh. Friday and things are looking up where the moon is. That was fantastic. There was one I got on you for. I don't remember what it was now. I'm just going to look. Oh, it was because we weren't going to have an episode one week. Oh, right. For Yeah. When I said, like, I go away for a week mm-hmm. with... Um, Corey saying what's the best part of winter break. And uh, you were like, you should have saved that for when we were off. I'm like, you're exactly right. And I wasn't thinking. Because <laughs> we, we had known at that point we were going to take a week off. Mm-hmm. That's right. The that's fools. Right. But, but yeah. That's all I've got. That's all I've got. Oh, wait. I have one more thing. Thank you, Dizzy Parker, for the use of our theme song. You can um, find the music video that it comes from in the episode's description. And from there, find all of his other wonderful music. It's true. He's um, also on Instagram. He tagged us in a video. He did? The Boy Meets World one. <laughs> Where he posted a clip from that. I mean, he tagged us in it. Oh, it is. So nice. What a guy. What a guy. Um, yeah. I feel like this episode was really short. There wasn't a ton to say. Uh-huh. I even felt like watching the episode, it goes very quickly. Mm-hmm. Just like boom, 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 boom. Yeah. It's like there's two plots, but they're connected mm-hmm. in such a way. Yeah. The pacing was really tight. Yeah. So, not a lot to talk about. It's a good episode. It's not a great episode. It's not a terrible episode. We still managed to talk an hour and 20 minutes about a 22-minute TV show, so... Well, yeah. But we normally, at this point in the recording, are like at hour 40? and a half, hour 40, yeah. So, hey, we're doing good. So, from all of us here at Boeing's World Fever... So long, world. So long, world.